welcome to episode 174 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined on this trip to the stars by my co-captain, Kyle Springer. Hello. How is everyone doing Hello. out there? Melissa, how are you? I'm doing fine. I'm full of burrito energy. Ooh, good. Good stuff. Mm. Are you sure it wasn't like an egg of some kind? Because that could be like, <laughs> again, there could be something wrapped up in there. You don't know. Well, I looked inside. It was mostly, it was mostly rice. I don't think Qdoba stocks uh, alien eggs. I think you got to go to Chipotle for that. <laughs> True. True. Chipotle is good though maybe that's why who knows full of alien eggs I, you never know i don't know I, we're look we're we're talking nonsense here i, I just stuffed m my face with a big salad uh my roommate oh. made chili uh for this evening so i'm i'm looking forward to that it's a good day i'm feeling good chili sundays are good days they are yeah number Indeed. one day of the week to eat chili <laughs> Absolutely. Melissa, what are we talking about this week? This week, we are kicking off Shame Timber. It's not our first episode of September, but it is our first episode of our, our two-parter. We started doing this last year, where Kyle and I take turns pitching each other movies that we have not seen that we should have seen by now, by this point in our lives. And these can be general pop culture touchstones or like really specific things to us like yeah. i love the daniel craig bond movies and last year for my shame temper i watched dr no the very first james bond movie for the first time so this Absolutely. week it's my shame temper again and i pitched you three famous sequels where i'd seen the first movie in that franchise but had never gotten around to the later movie that was as well regarded or better and you picked Aliens, the sequel to Alien. Imagine that. The 1986 film by director James Cameron. There you go. Yeah. So welcome to Shame Timber. I'm super excited about this one. Now, mm -hmm. we, we, we don't typically do like sequels on on here unless we do them at like it was like, here's the trilogy. Yeah. That, that's what we're watching this week. Um, so mm. this was an interesting one. I, I, I think this was a good opportunity for us to do that. It, it, it was a perfect yeah. time to, to be like, let's watch Aliens because I, I, mm. I so I. <laughs> I've seen the first one. I thought I had seen the second one. Apparently, I haven't because um, I, I didn't remember any of that. Uh, hmm. But yeah, that, that's the, the whole thing that, that you also had not seen. Yeah, <laughs> only so Alien here we the are. first. Yeah. Uh, Melissa, what did you heard? What or what have you heard about this movie? I knew it was super well regarded like i said about as well as alien or better and that alien is a horror movie you know sci-fi horror right. movie and this is a lot more of an action movie as opposed to a horror movie so i think that helped the two you know, stand on equal footing with each other you know they're on the yeah. same pedestal in they're both gold medals in two different olympic sports pretty much 
from the same country and that country is alien. I, <laughs> I knew uh, we had like a big crew of these colonial space Marines who would eventually all get picked off. Uh, I knew yeah. Ripley cared for a little girl, you know, who had been orphaned in an alien, alien attack. And I knew that she was in one of those big mech suits. Okay. Yeah. There you go. And the movie has go. all of those. I was correct on all counts. I mean, to, to be honest, that's kind of the movie. <laughs> like, that, that, is the, that is the entirety of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Plus like a robot and, and Paul Reiser in a puffy vest. Yeah. Uh, so I actually made the decision when you were like, hey, let's watch this. I was like, well, I'm going to go watch the first one first. So that I, I have idea. a little bit more of uh, some context since it's been years since I've seen the first one, mm. um, which I was too young to go see in theaters. But I remember watching it on TV, <laughs> like in in parts. Because it came and, out like, in 1979, Kyle. <laughs> well, well, obviously, yeah, I was, I was too young. I wasn't even born yet. By like <laughs> you're right. You're not years. lying. I have nothing to call you out on. <laughs> I, I'm correct in saying this. Too young. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like I, I remember it being on TV and that's how I watched mm. it. Right. Um, and I, I never watched it like all in one sitting. It was like bits and pieces, mm. but I had seen it like two or three times to be like, oh, OK, now I have it all. And it's, you know, it's right there. Um, but I thought I had seen the second one, but I guess that's not the case because mm. I, I was like, I don't I don't remember any of this stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I think kind of similarly to you, I knew that this one was also very well regarded, but also mm. Like held this interesting space where it's like it's not the sequel that people necessarily wanted, right? Like they wanted yeah. more of a yeah. horror uh, thing that fit more with the first one. But what they got was actually also really good. So it was just like, well, we can't really complain, but we kind of can, but <laughs> also not. <laughs> so I've I've heard this story know, yeah. uh, from the. Okay. Blank Check Movie Podcast, hosted by uh, Griffin Newman and David Sims. One of my favorites. I mention it a lot. And mm -hmm. they cover the director's filmographies. And they did a series on James Cameron. And so they talked about this movie. And they tell the story that they're like, this may be apocryphal. We, you know, we don't really have a source that confirms this. But we've often heard that in the pitch meeting for this movie, James Cameron comes into this room full of executives and he's got a chalkboard or whatever, maybe a whiteboard. I don't know when whiteboards, you know, were popularized, but he goes up to sure. a board and he writes alien on it. And then he writes the S at the end. And then <laughs> he draws he's two like, lines yeah. through the S to make a dollar sign. It's <laughs> like more aliens, more big bucks. <laughs> right exactly exactly which i i i f i feel like is exactly what james cameron would do of just like let's mm. take this thing that everyone loved but make it bigger what if right. more <laughs> what if five more avatar sequels that i'm eventually going to make yeah yeah um which like it, it makes sense that he would also take this in more of an action 
realm mm. and i can see like it's it's one of those things that i can see how this is sort of a natural pro- progression of that series but yeah i can mm. al- 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 also a- a- understand why people were just like we kind of just wanted something smaller like more scary than than what <laughs> yeah. we got here so um another yeah. one of the movies i pitched to you was uh terminator 2 judgment day another james cameron which i think is similar like bigger yeah more action yeah what if you had yeah. a metallic robert patrick indeed indeed uh so melissa now that you have seen this film what did you think i liked it i i think it's a very solid action movie fun sci-fi concepts in there tons of characters in it like you're gonna find somebody to be interested in in every scene somebody to follow like i said a lot of these soldiers get picked off but i think you're you're aware it's a suicide squad scenario like you're aware going in that they exist to, to die mm-hmm. so there's not that much of an emotional impact of it but that's okay that's the deal the movie has made with you yeah yeah absolutely i i i enjoyed this a lot too um i i i am not a big fan of scary movies and stuff like that but i i I know i had seen all of these before so i was like all right yeah i'm I'm fine watching these well i guess i shouldn't say i've seen all of these because these are the only ones that i know i have seen and then i've seen avp uh and then i think the sequel to that one whatever that one was Named, but I've I've not seen like Prometheus or Alien Covenant or all of that stuff. Mm. I, I, I haven't seen the more the, the newer stuff here. Uh, and then of course Me I've either. seen this, the I've I've seen Space Balls, which has the right xenomorph like popping out of the chest and then being like, "Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime girl." Yeah. Yeah. What if you visited a planet of Michigan J frogs? I, yeah. I was also most familiar with the alien concept from Spaceballs before I actually saw <laughs> Alien, which was only like two years ago. And that's like one of the final bits in that movie in Spaceballs that happens like 10 minutes from the end. Yeah. And like in my head, I thought it would be the climax of Alien also. No, that hap- that's like the first bit. Like there's yeah. it's a long, slow burn of a movie. Like there's a lot of time spent with this crew and like walking around the ship before you actually get to anything alieny. So it's still an hour into the movie, but no, nah, that's how it kicks off. That's how alien action begins. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I had a blast watching this, and I think I mm. am going to try. We'll see how far I get to continue watching uh, this series. Just because this is one that, and like in the back of my mind, I've been like, I should probably know m- a little bit more about this series mm. uh, and stuff like that. So maybe down There's... the road, you might hear me talk about it on the captain's log. Be like, I That'd watched nice. more alien movies. <laughs> You're already like a third of the way done. There right, is yeah. a YouTube channel called Dead Meat that does kill counts for horror movies. And I saw these videos around my YouTube suggestions for ages. I never clicked on them because I thought the idea of just a kill count seemed a little garish. But I tried one once and they're actually like really great recaps of the movies 
And the kill count is just like the structure around which it recaps it. Right. And it's like an interesting look at the sort of statistics of horror movies. Like, oh, did you know Child's Play actually has very few kills in it? This is the amount of kills on average. This is like the coolest looking one. This is, this is the gender ratio, et cetera. You know, it's, it's not as tacky as I thought it would. I, I turn to that channel a lot when I want to learn more about a movie without necessarily watching the whole thing. And like last okay. night to recap, I watched the the dead meat videos on Alien to refresh my memory. And then on Aliens again, just in case I missed anything. And they did the whole rest of the franchise. So, yeah, you, you can just watch dead meat and they'll also describe it to you. There you go. Interesting. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um. Well, do 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 you want to do a quick synopsis to catch people up if they have not seen this one yet? Yeah. So after the events of the first alien where uh, a woman named Ellen Ripley goes into space on just like a a cargo mission and her her ship encounters the titular alien, the xenomorph, it destroys, you know, it kills everybody in her crew. She has to like blow up the ship and like fly away in an escape pod. That's how the movie ends with her like in her cryo sleep in the escape pod. She's so far out from Earth, like everybody has to cryo sleep. And this movie opens with her little pod being found. She wakes up in a hospital and they tell her she's been out for 57 years. Yikes. Yeah. (laughs) So now like everybody she's known is dead and she was trying to get out there to like tell people there's an alien. There's an alien threat. And in the meantime, you know, she wakes up and the company she works for is like, why'd you blow up that whole spaceship? Like, what's with a lot of money yeah, on so that? What, so what She's happened like, all, all that time? Yeah. Right. That was weird, huh? <laughs> right. And she finds out that the the planet that they had visited that had the aliens on it has since been terraformed. People live there. And she's like, oh, no, there aren't supposed to be people there. Like, they're all going to die. And they're like, no, it's fine. And then like a week or two later, they're like, we got a distress call from that planet. Uh, We're going to send in a bunch of these space Marines. Go take care of it. And being the one person who's ever dealt with this before, we're going to send you along to advise. Uh, And it's just about these people landing on this planet. They find one little girl. Her name's Newt. And she's like the one survivor of this colony. Everybody else has been killed off by the time they're able to reach that planet. Because, you know. Space big. It takes a long time for anybody to get anywhere. It's like, you know, all the rest of the citizens are dead by the time they get to the planet. So Ripley just sort of adopts this little girl, tries to care for her, tries to convince everybody, like, what a real serious threat all of these aliens are. Uh, And then it happens again. The aliens just kill everybody again. Yep. Now there's more than one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Plural. Aliens with a dollar sign. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So that is kind of about it. It's a pretty straightforward movie. Uh, it is. It's not, not real complicated. Uh, it's a good action film. It's still fairly scary. Yeah. There's some horrific stuff that happens in yeah. there. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely more of an action film for sure in this one. And I want to say... So. There's apparently a director's cut out there that has like more backstory on like people Ripley has lost since she's been asleep for 57 years. You spend more time with those colonists before, you know, all the aliens get to them. I just watched the regular cut. I watched it on Pluto TV. 
Ah. Pluto or no, no, no. It was AMC. I watched it on the AMC app, but it operates like okay. Pluto TV where there's a lot of commercial breaks in between, which I don't know if that was the best way to watch the movie. Gotcha. I also want to say in like the third act giant battle against the aliens, you know, they're using all these space guns and it's so many flashing lights. I was really it was difficult to watch. I had to turn away frequently. It's a stressful time for your eyes. Absolutely. So if you're a photosensitive viewer, maybe leave the room and have a friend describe that part to you. Indeed. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask you next is what version did you watch? Because I, I watched yeah. the director's c- c- cut, the, the okay. like, big one there. Um, so Where'd you find that, that? That was on Prime. Well, it was not inc- okay. included, but I, I rented it. <laughs> so I wanted to watch it for free. Yeah. Free is always good. So. There you Mm. go. Uh, But with that, we will take a quick break for housekeeping and we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots and we'd love it if you would check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A uh, big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier and above. Uh, so thank you, Sam. I almost Thanks, blanked Sam. out and was like, what do I do next? Uh, th- th- thank you, Sam, for supporting <laughs> us for so long. <laughs> we love yes. you a lot. Thanks, it Sam. Means a lot. Indeed. Uh, cool things that we have been doing here at the Whatnots. I just published my reaction to Mountain Dew Flamin' Hot, their brand new limited yes. edition flavor. Uh, I have the can <laughs> right over here. He, it's a here still. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a trophy now. But if you guys want to go see me react to tasting this, uh, it is up on our YouTube channel. So be on the lookout for that. Uh PlayStation had a big showcase uh, on crossplay, uh, so we 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 talked all about that real in depth with that one. Uh, and then, last but not least, uh, in the near future, be on the lookout for our ice cream social, which is our Patreon yeah. exclusive <laughs> thing for this month. Uh, it was good. It yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, I, I I had a blast. Little treat for you. With that one. Pay yeah, three dollars and you can watch us eat ice cream. 
Absolutely. Patreon.com slash the whatnots at the three dollar tier and above is where you can get all of the exclusive content and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, that is about it. So for now, uh, let's get into spoilers. There we go. OK, Melissa. I, I think yeah. you're back in business. It looks like Discord is cooperating a little bit more, uh, <laughs> which is a, a a good good thing here. Uh, so yeah, let's dive into aliens. Did 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 you have a place that you wanted to start in particular? What I'm, stood out? I'm curious about your findings watching Alien and Aliens so close together. How did you find yeah. that evolution? Okay. Um, I, I enjoyed it a lot. It's it's I mean, the, the, the second one really picks up right where it left off, mm. kind of, right? At, at least at the start. Yeah. That's what you think, right? Of like, oh, she she went to sleep. She made it to Earth. She's being found like she like the the day is saved by Ripley. Uh, and then, yeah, they get her into the, the like Waylon Yutani corp medical bay i don't i don't know exactly where they are but um they bring her in and they're just like all right we need to have a talk it's mm. been 57 years and at that like <laughs> i i like this was the first indication that like maybe i haven't seen this one like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't remember a such a major time jump that's that's almost yeah. like 60 years that's kind of wild I, I i would think i would remember that uh um, yeah but i did not uh and yeah like that was kind of a shock to me of, of just like oh I, I had no idea that this is what they were doing so does like then in my mind i was like does that mean the the aliens have spread on that planet or have gone to another planet or like what mm. what's happening here um and yeah we see right away that's like oh the planet you were on we've terraformed it people are living there yeah. it's a great time you want to go vacation there i can book you a flight um and and she's just like no that's that's bad there were thousands of those things on there that hadn't even hatched yet uh this is not good what happened to them and they're just like why we just didn't explore that part and she's just <laughs> yeah like, we didn't oh, see those God, you idiots like <laughs> but yeah yeah i um i like the conflict here like clearly this is an evil company we we know from movies that's an evil company but there there is an understandable conflict because like ripley's the only person who has seen these and that was 57 mm. years ago it's like they're right. grilling her like why did you do all this why did you blow up this giant you know ship you were on and all the cargo you were pulling i don't even remember what the cargo is hopefully it wasn't like the medicine for sick children or something i think it was like or, like rocks or something to get yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Rocks for sick children. Minerals. They're minerals, damn it. Mm, she kind of has to fight to be listened to, but I think that there's like a 1% you can kind of see what the company is thinking. Like, lady, we understand your concern, but like, 
nothing's happened in 57 years. You just woke up from a very, very long nap. You know, maybe you're confused. And I like that Paul Reiser's yeah. character, even though he does turn out to be the antagonist of the thing, he has a point where he's like, we can't just keep exploding places. Like, we put a lot of time and effort into, like, terraforming this planet. Like, we can't explode this. That can't be what our solution is. Just need to blow it up. That's that's the, yeah. the, the big thing there. Mm. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. It, like... They that character specifically, he's at the, at the start is not necessarily charming, but he's charming in in this like boyish way where he's yeah. he's obviously not the the like uptight company man who's been there yeah. and he's all wrinkled and gray haired from stress from the company and stuff. But he he seems more naive. If that makes sense, like he's yeah, and like he's maybe he's been manipulated, but in his naivety, he is kind of charming, right? Yeah, and I think he's also just charming in contrast to I've only seen adult Paul Reiser from Mad About You. I've never seen a young Paul Reiser, and so sure. he's very charmed by him just as an actor. Yeah. No longer mad about you. I'm less mad about you now. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and he like it's 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 interesting to see him because by the end of this film, he is the character that you just love to hate. You like you see him and you're yeah. just like, God, I just want to punch you with your perfect fucking teeth. Like, uh, yeah. And it, it, it's he's he's a character that very qu quickly, in my opinion, looks a completely different way than i would expect that character to look like knowing yeah, like, what he turns into that i I found was in, in interesting yeah like his costume is interesting like he's got he's just wearing like a plain shirt and he's wearing like a puffy vest he looks like marty mcfly <laughs> like he's he's not dressed like <laughs> right, a company yeah. man he's also not dressed like any sort of a, a tactical you know, operative. Not He's just all. like the representative of the, of the company there to sort of monitor things. And he got to wear his weekend clothes. Yeah. And, and at the, at the end, like every time he's on screen, you're just like, I hate you. I, I hate you. You're I, you, you little stinking little worm. Ugh. I so. was probably the reaction I was supposed to have, but I was just like, wow, look at young Paul Reiser. He's very cute. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that—that that is the thing. Like he—he—he—he he, he, he is that. He fits that look. Like I—I mm. I, I don't think you're wrong in feeling that way or thinking that, right? Like that is, I think, what you're That is at, at least what your initial reaction is supposed to be. And then it's just—it's—it's it's kind of amazing to see to see like by the end of this film, he's just such a little piece of shit that it's just like. Man, I like I I yeah. I, I <laughs> don't want anything to do with you. Like, get off of the screen, go away. Like, do something, die. Like, get get killed no. or something, please. God. And I'm always the person who wishes that that character would be. I wish they did sit down. And she's like, I understand that maybe we could explore an option that isn't explode exploding. <laughs> like, let's sit down at this table right here. I've got a legal pad. Is there an option that works better for both of us? That never happens. Nobody ever talks out a problem. The, the, can, can we the explode half of it? <laughs> right. 
also <laughs> compromise, right? Yeah, no, no corporate guy ever comes around to the problem and nobody ever comes around to his perspective. The answer is always, well, he will die. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's 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 interesting to see him and then the Weyland Yutani Corporation, because um, they, yeah, they have this not they're they're not necessarily apathetic, but it mm. seems like they're apathetic to Ripley's plight and what she's has, 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 has saying. And on one hand, yeah, you can kind of see it's like, whoa, it's been almost sixty years. You've just had mm. this like this whole thing thrust up- upon you. I it's understandable that you might not know how to act or you might be in shock still. On on mm-hmm. one hand, that makes sense. On the other hand, it really, really seems like they are just your typical corporation that's like, okay, what's our bottom line? So uh we lost a lot of money when you did that. Why did you do that? We need to explain that to our <laughs> shareholders and stuff like that. So can 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 you give which us is, a detailed report? Uh <laughs> which is wild that it's been so long ago that like if they had any shareholders they may be dead or maybe not. I don't know how long people live. Maybe in future space times where you go to space, you also live to be like 130. But she must sure, have yeah. been gone for so long that the actions like what happened on the Nostromo must be a legend. Imagine having the opportunity to like sit down and have a formal professional com- conversation about what's the actual story behind this legend like my grandpa told me. Yeah. Which I mean it, well, Are you that's an like, is it really a legend? Because it like no one really knew what happened on that thing or why they did all this stuff. It was just like, well, I, I guess they all died and everyone thought they d- died, but then, Oh, they found a survivor. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, the, the Wayland Utani corporation, I, I, I feel like I, I, I know in some of the video g- games that have c- come out, uh, around this, they really go into just like how, shitty of a big corporation they are and just how much they they don't care and they're just like oh you guys will be fine you guys can go back out there and stuff like that we'll overwork you we'll we won't pay you those stuff we you know all that stuff but um yeah that was interesting to 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 see what they were trying to do and how they were just insistent on like no we need one of these things like we want to bring one of these back so we can study it for weapons development and all that all that stuff and it was it like it's it's i like that i i feel like is maybe more of a theme that i i i think is maybe more modern like i it it was happening back then too but i i it 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 almost feels ahead of its time to to be yeah, like, let's, like let's focus on like corporate greed and stuff like that and how that can go wrong i've been thinking a lot about jurassic park because that also has like do you remember the lawyer like who just gets killed very easily like we're not gonna listen to anything the lawyer said lawyer, lawyer's dead he dies in a toilet and like the yeah. i don't know if the it, it, comes up so much in jurassic park in the original movies but in jurassic world you know using those dinosaurs as war machines is a a 
real big storyline. That's what the second movie is about. Fallen Kingdom is... Uh, part of it is a girl wandering through a spooky mansion, but also part of it is Toby Jones auctioning off dinosaurs to the highest bidder for them to be like right. super <laughs> fancy guard dogs. You can have a raptor guard your compound. Yeah, yeah. There's always going to end up being something like that. You you, you know mm. that once, once that corporation gets their hands on these xenomorphs that yeah they'll study it for a while and stuff like that then they'll get more of them then they'll get a live one and they'll get a grown one and then then they'll start to have more and more and then someone is gonna get the idea i bet someone out there would pay me a lot of money to to steal this and and deliver it to them and then it's just like ah oh, this is gonna go so wrong yeah all, it's gonna go so bad all it takes is one dennis nedry <laughs> one dennis nedry in your group and then the whole thing can break wide open yeah <laughs> um yeah so so uh the director's cut you so i i don't know what they did not have in the original then mm -hmm. uh but you you mentioned that the, it, it seemed like they went into a little bit more detail about people that ripley has lost and a little bit more yeah. on the people that uh are are on the the, pl the planet and stuff like that's that. what i heard did, yeah like in the director's cut like she's got a daughter who has died, uh, you know, in the yes. interim time while she's been asleep in space? Yeah, that's that's what I was wondering. Because yeah, in their their they they ask her like, hey, do do you have like someone we should notify? Did do you have kids? All you know, they're they're just trying to find out more inf information. Uh, and yeah, she mentioned she has a daughter. They bring in a picture of her and she, she, they remind her like, like it's been 57 years. If she was like 11 at the time, she would have been like 60 something now. But she also passed away two years ago. So you can't really see her. So I, I, I it's to me, it, it's an interesting touch. Um, because th this movie does also have a lot of like motherhood themes yeah. in there, right? Like Ripley kind of adopting, uh, this, this lone survivor Newt and Newt eventually c calling her mommy. Um, yeah. And then there's this kind of understanding between Ripley and the like queen bee xenomorph. <laughs> there there's a whole scene with that like there there are themes of motherhood in in this film which i i i i i don't know how i feel about them if if they are misplaced or not like is, is that something that belongs in here how did 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 did, did you feel i i that? like the bond between her and newt and i feel like if you had that director's cut story about her losing a daughter that can help it, that can enhance it, certainly. But I don't feel like that's needed yeah. to, like, make that emotional connection hit home for you in the theatrical cut. Like, you get that they're both, like, these lone survivors, complete, completely alone, not in their situation, but in, in the world, you know. Ripley seems like she has no family left. Seems like Newt doesn't either. And I don't, 
I don't remember how long they say that those colonists have been there on that planet. If like Newt was born on Earth, if she remembers Earth or whatever. But they 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 bond with each other. I like to watch them bond. Yeah. 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 Like I I, I wasn't necessarily put off by it or stuff like that. But it's it's I mean, I, I feel like it goes more along the lines of, uh, yeah, hey, I kind of wanted more of a horror film and stuff like that. But I didn't get exactly what I wanted, but it was still good. Right. Like I, mm. I, I, I enjoyed what we got. And so I don't necessarily feel like those themes are necessarily misplaced or that they don't belong. But it, it also seems like, well, I, I also didn't necessarily need them. Mm. So. Yeah. And oh, she has a an angle of protection rather than an angle of camaraderie like she doesn't sure find yeah. much of an equal among the group and all she <laughs> her primary concern is protecting like the next generation of people who this may continue to happen to yeah yeah um let's talk a little bit more about the the marines here that they mm-hmm. they bring in the colonial marines um they I, the, like like you had said at at the the start they they are it's kind of like the suicide squad in the sense that like you know most of these people aren't going to make it they aren't like yeah. fully fleshed out characters and and stuff like I that I feel like but that's how most war movies operate in general moments. though like <laughs> like that's most yeah. of my dad's world war 2 movies he watches yeah yeah um but but yeah, I, I I thought it was an interesting sco- 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 squad. I, I I liked. I don't remember her name, but the one uh, g- g- girl that was like the big g- 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 gunner that was more muscular. Vasquez? That they were like, or I yeah, that sounds right because I, I think she was somewhat Hispanic or something. Um, but mm. yeah, the the one that was like doing the the pull-ups and they were like hey have you ever yeah, been mistaken as her. a man she's like no have you um I, I i i liked her like i i felt like she was maybe the most fleshed out character yes this which is kind of strange because the movie also kind of falls in the trope of like hey there's the one like ruggedly handsome manly man who's the leader of the squad who maybe also develops a thing for ripley by the end of this and she kind of likes him too um and and i i didn't necessarily need that i i felt that one was just like "Ah, okay i roll um but i i I liked vasquez like she was probably my favorite yeah she I did um, I did I, I was I familiar with her, her before I was familiar with her before I started this movie because there was a, a movie podcast called I Was There Too, where uh, a comedian named Matt mm. Gorley would interview actors who had tiny bit parts uh throughout movies. Like he interviewed one of the bus passengers from Speed <laughs> or like one of the okay, other yeah. students in uh <laughs> dead poet society and he, he really wanted to talk yeah. to the actress who plays lieutenant vasquez and that was a, a real fun interview so it, it was cool. familiar with her i like that whoever that chief is who's like practically eating a cigar 
he was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, li- that, that, I like that, that they, there's a lot of um, old fashioned, very gendered ribbing at each other. But I like that that is kind of the result of it being a, a fairly mixed gender group. Like there's like, besides yeah. Rip, there's Ripley Vasquez, that blonde lady who's the pilot who has fly the friendly skies written on her helmet. And I think like what, mm-hmm. like one or two or three other ladies. I liked seeing like so many ladies just like in the background of the crew, like being pulled out to be characters and also just filling out the world, like being window dressing in a way that like adds some you know some level of detail to this world and like they're all making fun of each other but it does seem like if somebody makes a joke at you like the person who is the butt of the joke sort of throws it back at them like nobody seems like they feel like they are being really harmed in this environment (laughs) yeah she she's not gonna let herself be bullied or stuff like that yeah, like it looks real toxic to us on the outside, but like the people within it, like you, it didn't look like anybody felt like they were being left out or like very seriously picked on. Nobody's very clearly like, oh, that's the runt of the group. Like they kind of yeah. were, were on a closer She's... playing field with each other than many other groups of soldiers that I've seen in other movies. Yeah. She's probably the one like in that in that whole squad. She's probably the one that would fuck you up the most. <laughs> if, yeah. Uh, yeah. If, We're uh, all rightly terrified. Got in, into it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good for yeah. Vasquez. I liked her a what? lot. Let's talk uh, about um, our robot friend, Bishop. Yeah, Mr. Robots. Uh, so I, I have to say, I, I know I had seen the the first one before. I forgot that the like <laughs> the whole robot twist thing. So when they like yeah. when yeah when he like they, they like knock off his. So in in the first one, I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember it, but they discover he's a robot. Yeah, or they yeah. D- 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 they discover one of the characters is a robot and has been manipulating the mission. Yeah, and one of the characters t- takes like a giant monkey wrench to his head, and it like knocks off his his like yes. like the like. T- 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 like from his neck, like back, and it's just hanging there. Yeah, and it's it's gruesome as hell. And I I forgot like all of that stuff was in the, the, there. That was the one thing that I forgot from the the main film. And it's a fun yeah, thing to forget to get, get to live in, again in this. Yeah, it's back in 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 this second More milk one here. Blood. Melissa, would you mind repeating that? You are frozen again on my end. I don't. Just, these aren't even good jokes. I don't. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm saying if, the ro- if, if it was a joke, then. <laughs> no, I'm just be saying now that I. Audio, but I missed it. So. I just think it's funny that the robots have got this like opaque white i don't know what it is like hydraulic fluid in their body so when you when you hurt them it seems like they're just bleeding milk (laughs) yeah um which it like it makes for this very visceral experience because people definitely react to blood when there is a lot of Mm. blood but there's there's a certain like 
I, I know some people still can't take it, but there's a certain like level of like it's a movie, so I can probably take like yeah. more than I can see in actual real life. Um, but something about it being white for me personally adds this like extra layer of like disgusting. Like, yeah, like it reminds me of milk and it's just like, oh, they're covered in milk and it's like oozing out There's of them. There's also the and question gross, of like, and they're like spitting it up. It's just like, oh, why does a I robot like need to be so wet? Normally in other movies when like a robot's a dry being. Right. It's not like if you like there's a small amount of oil. I feel like these robots have got more fluid in their <laughs> bodies than any other pop culture robots. And it's not clear what they need all that fluid for. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a lot and it gets everywhere. It's messy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it I I think that was what one of the more disgusting things in these films mm. is the the amount of fluid that is in these robots. Wet robots. Yeah. Got to love them. Mm. Um yeah. But I I so I I think the robot in this second one again i don't remember his 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 name but it, it was bishop thank you um it was a good redemption arc from the first one i know it's not the same robot but ripley obviously has this like very physical reaction to what mm. just happened to her of like no it was a robot who did this it seemed like it was malfunctioning i just want to make sure mm. that you're not gonna malfunction because if you do you're gonna be a bitch to kill <laughs> like uh <laughs> and, and, <laughs> like i i already have to deal with these aliens and these dumbass yeah. marines that won't listen that they think they're hot shit mm. right like like this is this is this is just turning out to be bad uh, mm. And I, I think it has it has a nice redemption arc where he is the one that helps out is kind of one of the survivors at the end, though, even though he gets ripped in half at the end. And he he just has this like, yeah, he hey, could I, be like, repaired. I'm one of the good ones. Yeah. And like he's he is redeeming himself to Ripley, even though he's not done anything wrong. He like recognizes that she does have this prejudice prejudice against robots and he's patient yeah. with that and he kind of takes it upon himself whether he personally needed to or not where he's like well i'll prove to her that a robot can be good i'm gonna work extra hard for ripley <laughs> yeah yeah so that's uh I, I, I liked him a lot. Bishop was good. I'm g -g 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 glad he was there at the end to help help save Newt uh, from getting sucked out the airlock, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. He was he's he's a good one. He's a good egg. No pun intended. It's always good to see her there with the. I uh, love an android. Xenos this goes back to my dad making us watch so much Star Trek: The Next Generation when we were kids. Big fan, big fan of Data. He's got real Data vibes. <laughs> sure. With his like exact haircut and his, oh, his lined face. Just, just take like a a mildly pleasant looking like forty something year old character actor, and that's your best android. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's see. What else? What else? I guess we need to talk about the alien itself, the xenomorph, the xenomorphs. Yes. Morphs. Let's talk, talk with a dollar sign. Them. 
Xenomorphs. Morph. Um, let's see. Uh, so the first one, there's obviously only one of them. What I find, what or I, I guess what I found interesting about that first film and then into the second is there's like there's so each stage so so to speak Mm. of this creature is so different um yeah like you have the like the like spider like face hugger thing that like sucks onto your face and wraps around your neck and then you have the like baby xenomorph which is all like pink it's like a flesh color and it's small and it doesn't have like it looks more like a lizard maybe Mm. um but then yeah like you you don't it must grow really fast uh because the next thing we see is this like larger than life like sleek all black uh I, I yeah guess not necessarily sl- sleek but it's sh- shiny and it's kind of c- yeah it's, covered it's in sleek this, the like, way a cockroach goop. is sleek yeah 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 where where like it it still has all these appendages and arms and legs and mm. tails and who knows what so it it's it's not sleek in that sense but yeah it it's like black and reflective and covered in this liquid and it's gross and disgusting and then it has this like second head mouth thing that pops out uh which yeah. is is both really gross and phallic at the same time and it's right. also so sexual very disgusting yeah yeah um, yeah especially I think covered the- in all that goop and stuff it's gross <laughs> right i don't I, I feel the way about aliens the way I feel about certain large bugs. Like I compared it to a cockroach, and I feel like, yeah. <laughs> like the, oh, uh, the, the gross out factor with a bug. And I'm less grossed out by bugs than I feel like many people are. But like, I, I try and get them out of my apartment safely. I want them to be outdoors. Mm-hmm. That's where they live. I live inside. We should each get to live in our yeah. places. So I try and take it outside. But if I can't, I gotta squash it. It's oh, the fact that they look on the outside like they're these like hard, pointy, shiny little things and you think they're going to crunch and they do kind of crunch. But also yep. it's all goo in the middle. Like that's that like textural juxtaposition is what's real rough about dealing with a bug. <laughs> and that's definitely here with xenomorphs. They look like they could cut you, but also like they're just a big goo sack underneath all the parts that will cut you. Right. Yeah. And yeah, they're so exactly. invasive. Like they're just, as opposed to like other threats in other movies where you're like, yes, I don't want to be harmed by that. Get out of here. Dementor or you know, whatever you have. <laughs> Any minute, black yeah. <laughs> alien. I don't know. Like there's something about a, a xenomorph where it feels so like pure and animalistic and like maybe not sentient, but also like when it gets up in you, you're like offended. You're like, get out of my business, Xenomorph. This is my boundary. This is my bubble. (laughs) That's my purse. (laughs) I don't know you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like they just crawl inside you and they like burst out of your chest and you're like, no, Xenomorph, that's my chest. Stay out. Like they want to use you for something. Whereas other monsters might just want to like gobble you up or something. Like being used is like 
yes, I will lay my eggs in you is far, far worse than just being gobbled. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And and I, so one thing that I thought was interesting it that uh, their blood is like acidic and stuff and can like melt through all of uh, like all sorts of metal, multiple layers. But it felt like There's- they only brought that up when they needed to. And sure. if it wasn't necessarily plot relevant, it didn't matter for like oh if some spray on like that like they're right there just shooting these things and flame throwing these things you think you would get hit by that more often and characters did get hit but like you you i I felt like it should have happened more yeah i feel like if you've got as unique of a feature as acid blood like really get your the most money out of that (laughs) acid blood could contribute to more value yeah yeah, yeah. It it, it was the, the, one of those things that I, I was j- 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 just like. I I feel like that should be a bigger concern, especially if you're like running in the middle of the nest and shooting these things, and they're on yeah. all sides of you. It just it it just felt like that should have been more of a thing. Yeah, there's the primary thing I remember from the first Alien movie is that when they discover it has acid blood. Like they see like an acid drip or something in the ship. And then one of the crewmates says, that must be what it uses for blood. And my friend and I were like, uses? What, like you got to pick? What do you mean that's what it uses for its blood? Right? (laughs) Do we we use blood Do you want the bubblegum flavor, the citrus flavor, or the acid flavor? Ooh, acid sounds nice. I'll take that one. I've just been (laughs) stuck on that one verb choice for several years. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, that's an interesting I, thing to note yeah what it uses for blood melissa what do you use for blood oh yeah burrito energy like i said earlier <laughs> burrito good stuff i was thinking pizza sauce for, for me oh pure marinara yeah there you go <laughs> if somebody cuts you and Absolutely. you start bleeding you just hear like uh, italian restaurant music coming from somewhere <laughs> pepperoni coming out (laughs) (laughs) I want to say about this once they land on the planet I felt a little lost because I think all the sets look fine but they all started to run together for me as just a bunch of like industrial like pipes and vents and greats and I had difficulty telling where we were at any given time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was a go ahead. There was a, I think that's like my major the downfall of the movie for me is just that I wish that it had a stronger sense of oh, setting. Because okay. I felt like as they went from place to place, yeah. I didn't know like where are all of these places? Where are they in relation to each other? Uh, are we all on the planet? We, what's on the planet and what's on like your ship? I and like we go to the space colony, right? And you know, we meet new Newt's hiding out somewhere, and she's got like a little award, like second grade citizenship award. Which this has got to be a thriving little community if they can give out a citizenship 
award, not just for a child, but like a child per grade. There must be many people there. If you can give an award to it, one child per grade for citizenship. It sounded like I would. It sounded like there was around like 150, 160 people in that colony. Yeah, and there was a good like many, maybe 20 kids at the most, because they said most of them were couples, actually. Oh, th- oh, I thought I remember Paul Reiser saying it's probably like 50 or 60 families live up there. But you know, who's to say what makes I mean, a family? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it I, might be, but yeah. I wish the movie would have like shown us more of clearly defined like community spaces. Like, let's have a fight in what used to be Newt's school or like where she used to live. Oh, yeah. Or like, this is where the colonists tried to like grow produce or something. <laughs> yeah. That that would be neat. That would be inter, inter, interesting. I I think I would like to see that too. I think that colony specifically, though, was fairly new and it was mm. not. It like, I mean, you've seen like old westerns, right? Where there's yeah. a small town in the middle of nowhere, Dakota, and they have like that one street where that like they don't. They I have like one, one street, street, and it's like two bars. Like it, it yes, feels like a bank. that, but more science based. Yeah, I wanted to see more of that. Like I, I got a clear sense of cultural setting from this movie, but I wish I had a better sense of like geographical spaces of like what part of the planet, what part of the space space are you in now. Because this looks very similar to the part you were just in, and that it's a lot of pipes. And I don't see how people lived here. Yeah. Like it's a place where people went to try and live, and then they all died there. And I, I wish I could have seen like a living space. I oh, like none that of the sense. settings felt super specific to me. I talk often about my love for giant sci-fi hallways. Like how I love mm-hmm. Star Wars is just full of huge, huge corridors where you don't really know what they're for, but they they imprint on you. Like those are really powerful, yeah. like enigmatic physical spaces to be in. And I, I just kind of wish this movie had something a little bit more like that. I agree. I agree. Um yeah, I, I I I I can see how you can get lost in that, and I do agree that the setting of the place is n- not something that really made an impact on me. Um, I I I would like it to be. I I I feel like we focus more on Ripley and the xenomorphs of just like the like weird things that they do and can stuff mm-hmm. like that and. So I I don't know maybe this is something they explore more uh in the other movies because we do get perhaps uh when when we're in like the nest like the, the space that is the nest that I think is maybe the most like d- distinct place yeah right um because it's it's covered in it also like i i don't even know exactly how to dis- describe it exactly it's kind of like a spider web there's fleshy bits and there's that like clear liquid goo all over the place there's pe- people like inside these things but we get to see mm. the xenomorphs 
like fill those spaces and fill those cracks in weird ways and that's fascinating that they can like blend in and like make a space for themselves like you you uh i think it was last week or something you mentioned uh no i think this was another podcast i don't remember um but there's a Jinji Ito short story oh, yes, yes. about this town that like finds yeah. a hole in a mountain, and this one dude is like, "That hole is for me. Like that, it's it's my. It's shaped like me. I am yes. that, that hole, and he like fits yeah. in that hole perfectly. And that's yes. kind of what I felt like the xenomorphs were." doing like camouflaging themselves in this thing Mm. and i thought that was fascinating yeah i i like that i like the way the xenomorph stuff looks but if they are such a corruption of living human society i would have liked there to be a stronger juxtaposition like oh the xenomorphs have been laying their eggs in what used to be this community's gymnasium like, like I wish I had a sense of like specifically what parts of human life have they taken over? What did all of these yeah. places used to be before the aliens started erupting out of their eggs? Like I, I don't know if this is a good movie, but <laughs> I, as a kid, I really liked the like 1998 Godzilla movie where it's Godzilla mm-hmm. in New York City. And the climax of that movie, this like big final set piece is that Godzilla has laid all these eggs in Madison Square Garden. So like all these eggs are in yeah. like a basketball court and locker rooms. And as the characters are getting Prominent, in there well trying to like place. film. Yeah. Yeah. And the characters are getting in there trying to film them show, you know, the people on the outside, like this place is full of eggs. Like we have to get rid of it. We have to destroy these eggs. Or we're going to have more Godzillas on our hands. They're running past like, payphones and vending machines and promotional posters for like just a soda like really recognizable mundane human things and that sort of makes that threat feel oh more real like more like it could happen to you and i don't feel like i'm ever gonna be in a place that's all pipes and grates and vents I mean, hopefully you're not in a place like that with a bunch of xenomorphs around Mm. you so but you, you never oh, like, know. Yeah, I don't see my life reflected in whatever the lives were that the this community was trying to lead out there in space. Yeah, absolutely. Except for that, absolutely. I you know, I like I like Newt's little award. I feel like I mean it's a pretty fancy award. It's got her photo on it. It's like a little lucite standee. I would have just gotten a certificate. So whatever the school yeah. is, space school she was going to seems like it's very high end. I like that sample of like that's that feels like real life. That feels like something I've experienced. I can I can grab onto that. Yeah. Um kind of the last thing I want to ask you. So besides the setting, is there is is there certain things that you want the rest of the alien movies to explore? I mean, I know they've already made <laughs> I've, I've never seen them. them. So what, I don't what know what hoping? they do and what they don't do. Right, which is what what I'm asking you now like what are you yeah. hoping that they, 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 they what are you hoping that they do and explore when um when paul riser talks about uh how Waylon yutani wants to study the xenomorphs and maybe take some aspects of their 
their biological structure and use it for weapons, I started wondering what, what would they need weapons for? Like, is this, you know, to protect one part of earth from another part of earth? Is this still like international yeah. conflict or do they have fear that like, we need to be able to defend ourselves against the Xenomorphs themselves or against other alien threats that might come to us. Like if they yeah. know, if they suspect, you know, if there's a story that Ripley tells them that there's Xenomorphs out there, do they live in fear of the Xenomorphs attacking them? Do you know, like Mars attack style? Do they live in fear of other potential alien intelligences coming to, to overthrow Earth? What, what is that fear level like? Yeah, yeah, that's that's an interesting thing. Um, I, 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 I think for me, I want to, the, 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 the big mystery for me is still like, where did that ship come from that the mm. a a a a a aliens came on? Like that had just crashed there with the distress signal going on. Right. Um, I, I think it's Prometheus. That's the prequel. If I'm not mistaken, yes. I don't know if it's like a direct one where it's like, and then the ship crashes and that's it. And then in Alien, they pick up the distress signal. I'm not sure if it's like that much of a direct mm. prequel. Um, but yeah, like I, I want to know a little bit more about that. Like what, what happened there? Why is this ship just mysteriously there? Um. Yeah, I think you also mentioned the, like, what are they really developing weapons for? Is there something else out there? Is this just mm. to protect against corporate espionage from other human factions or mm -hmm. stuff like that? Yeah, is there an, an, another competing space company besides Weyland yutani that's out there that, that, like, might do something stupid? And uh, mm -hmm. who knows? I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I would also like to explore the relationship between the robots and these xenomorphs a little yeah. bit more. Like, do, can 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 they smell them? Can can they see them? Can oh. what, we, we don't really get to see them interact yeah. all that much. Um, and like, can the xenomorph still somehow impregnate a robot somehow because they they, or, they are well, they, yeah, or like at least put something they, like yeah does does a does a xenomorph egg need like the human body to like take nutrients from or like if you did put it in like right. a synthetic body does it just need that space that little warm cavern to snuggle into right yeah that, that that's kind of what i'm wondering if, if there's stuff like that because like if, if if that's the case where like th they robots aren't really affected or can't be impregnated or stuff like that why don't they send a team of all robots in there and i would love do the work? i would love to see an all robot mission i was just trying to think about if there's a movie that's all robots except for the dreamworks animated movie robots which is a comedy and isn't the same like is <laughs> there <laughs> right like we've seen movies where it's like there's an android is there any movie that's all Android? Like a hundred percent? Maybe like one human or like a dog? Yeah. <laughs> that'd be that'd be interesting to see see them go up against the uh 
the xenomorphs. Yeah. Stuff like that. So good stuff. Good stuff. I think that's kind of about all the stuff that I have on aliens. Do you have yeah. final thoughts? I, I, I just want to say again, that final battle visually difficult to watch. I feel like I missed so much of what was happening just because I was like, ah, too bright. I can't look at this. I tried to watch it like through a blanket. I put a blanket over my head to try and like <laughs> dull the brightness it, of the yeah. lights. But it had like an open weave. So I'm like, I can kind of see through these holes. It was still difficult. I was really surprised that there wasn't any sort of like a photosensitivity warning before I started watching this movie. It's back in the 80s. They didn't know. They yeah, well, like, they add these, you know, they retroactively add these to things. You know, Disney will warn they you could, if a movie yeah. has one cigarette in it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, good, good movie. I, mm. I, I think the rest of the franchise does kind of go back to its horror roots, if I'm not mistaken, unless you go the AVP yeah. route, which is also then more action. <laughs> uh, yeah. Stuff like that. But uh, your mileage may vary on those mm -hmm. films there. So uh, there you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Melissa, I think it's time to check in on Bingo. Bingo. Our review show Bingo. I am bingo. pulling up my bingo sheet right now. Seeing what we got here. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> I don't think I, that the I, aliens being at least 57 years old gets to call them ancient evil. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, we don't have a magic book. We don't have an actor that appears as themselves. There's no detective who makes the case personal. Uh, <laughs> we do have a character who gets stuck with a kid. <gasps> yeah, you've got that. I do have that. I one. was yeah. also watching this thinking about how you've got the square robot blamed for murder which we don't exactly have, but we do have in I the first movie, yes. a robot murdered people. And then the second movie, Ripley's like, I, this robot may murder more people. I know it's a different robot, it's... but now I'm suspicious of all robots. Yeah. Uh, but character who gets stuck with a kid is, is probably my, my, my square that I can do uh, this yeah. time. Um, um, well, how do you feel about vehicle in peril? I well, I, I don't know because I, I, no, I, I guess the vehicle in this that like massive tank that looks like a the, the Elon Musk's cyber truck uh, thing. I I don't know if that like that wasn't totally in peril in mm. and of itself. Yeah, I don't it know was, if I count but not, that. Not, what we're doing there so i guess but not if, on if, that one the first one the first movie absolutely that ship was in peril yeah. there is an alien species inside that ship <laughs> get out now get we, out fast i if you wanted to take robot blamed for murder i would give it to you since we are since that is kind of a narrative that connects the two movies, even if we only talked about aliens that she has this lingering suspicion I of the robot no. that it may murder Okay, you can hold on to it. Maybe it'll still happen for I, us. I, yeah, I would say no on that one because she she's cautious. She is 
I, I don't is is speciest the right thing to say there i don't know but yeah she mm. she is just like i don't i don't like these fucking robots uh but that's it she's she's not blaming bishop for what happened but she's she has yeah. this i i feel like hey she just had this traumatic experience that like it's understandable that she would have this like i don't know about this so mm-hmm. there you go uh, but that's all I got. C- character who gets sure. stuck with a kid. Thanks, Newt. Yeah. I didn't have anything I could cross off. No ghosts in this. No ghosts. No ghosts. Uh, let me make sure I save that and then close it out. There you go. Okay. Shame Timber. Rolling along, Melissa. My turn. Oh, are we going to do our recommendations? Oh, Yes. Thank you. I've, I I've been uh, missing our recommendations late, lately. So recommendations. If people liked this, what else might people like? Uh, I already talked about how this reminded me of the Jurassic Park franchise in certain ways. Reminded me one. of Godzilla, which, as I said, I don't. I don't know if that movie's good. It's too long. There's some like, there's a scene where they have submarines that are like hunting Godzilla underwater that goes on forever. I always get bored. But Mm -hmm. there's other parts of that movie that I find fascinating. I think if you like a disaster movie as opposed to like an an Mm. alien threat movie, because Godzilla isn't. He's just a lizard who got radioactive and real big. Maybe consider Godzilla. Um, if you want a good 80s action movie, last weekend I watched Escape from New York for the first time. That was fun. Okay, yeah. And there you go. There uh, you go. That, did you know that's filmed in St. Louis, which is why I watched it? I did not know. Not filmed in New York. Uh, New York, they use models. They the actual <laughs> the actual city they use is me. They use us. And I knew they filmed <laughs> at least part of it here. But I was listening to an episode of Blank Check about it, and they said, like, yes, no, pretty much a lot. most of the exteriors was St. Louis. And whoever built the the guy who made vehicles for that movie, like, built the frame for my dad's dune buggy. So that's a personal connection I have oh, wow. to Escape from New York. Even if dad got rid of that dune buggy before I was born, like, I just know in the back of my head, like, I, I imagine my dad had a dune buggy once, which is a wild thing to think. For you to imagine your dad having had a dune buggy in, and you've never seen it. Yeah. Also, this is the one time I'm going to be able to fit this in. Okay. So earlier I mentioned there's a, a comedy podcaster named Matt Gorley, and he has uh, an improv group called Super Ego that would do these you know l- little improv scenes. And one of his characters is that he would play H.R. Geeker, who's the, the mm-hmm. designer of the original Aliens. But he plays him as like, hi, it's me, H.R. Geeker. Guess what it stands for? Hey, really, Geeker? <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Like, he plays him as this, like, really absurd character. And there's a super ego scene called H.R. Geeker at the drive-thru, where it's him and his, like, normal wife and son going through a drive-thru. And he's talking to the, like, the guy the other side of the intercom, like, do you have... A sauce that used to be a crude oil slick. And he's like, we have ketchup. 
please, please go to YouTube. Just look up super ego HR Giger at the drive through. It's like the funniest <laughs> five minutes I've ever lived. It's hysterical. Please do this okay. for me. Okay. 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 Good stuff. Good stuff there. Uh, I would recommend, I think an obvious one is Predator. That whole yes. franchise is kind of hand in hand with this one. They even cross over uh, at, at times. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I know that franchise has gone through its ups and downs much like this one has as well as the direction that the franchise mm -hmm. has taken of like it started with just one of them uh you know they it was it was out in the jungle and now there's more of them and they're in a city and now they're uh you know now we get to see a little bit more about the what they are like on their actual planet and, and stuff like that here's what the females look like and here all, all that stuff so they they go through all sorts of stuff with that one but 80s action horror sci-fi stuff all mixed in there i think that would be a good mm -hmm. recommendation if it bleeds we can kill it um what else would i recommend oh there is a comic that i started recently uh mm. called something is killing the children uh, that Ooh. I'm really, really enjoying. I like it a lot. Uh, this is, I think, something you you might see again real soon on the show, hopefully. Um, mm. But it's it's um, it's a book of, or it's, it's a comic uh, about these kind of in invisible monsters that are attacking this town uh, and there's a kid that sees it like he starts to see these monsters and a bunch of his friends get, get killed by this thing and then the next real soon after that this girl sh shows up uh, and she's this like real badass who is hunting these monsters uh, and mm. it turns out that she is a member of this secret society uh, that for generations have been hunting these monsters. But she's maybe a little bit more of a rebel uh, amongst this society and does things a little bit differently uh, and and stuff like that. So if 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 you like good horror stories um that that mixes in a little bit of fantasy and and stuff like that but just like big like scary looking monsters and 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 stuff like that this is absolutely one to check out i i i have been absolutely fascinated with this nice this, this book it's really good so and it's by james tinian uh the fourth uh, and then i don't remember who does the artwork on that so mm. apologies but uh, it's published by Boom Studios. Okay. Go check that one out. Those would be my recommendations. There you go. So now, now, now. we can finally get into what we're pitching for this next week. And like I said, Shame Timber continues on. Uh, uh -huh. Next week will be the the second installment of Shame Timber for this year. But... My three pitches did not have a theme like yours did, uh, but I have a little mm. bit of everything. Oh, whoops. I think I... There we go. Okay. Um, mine 
The first one, I think, needs no introductions, similar to yours did. Uh, this is one that is both really big in pop culture, but also one that I feel like I should have seen by now, because uh, it is, from what I understand, is a crime uh, movie. <laughs> this one is Pulp Fiction. I've never oh! seen Pulp Fiction. Uh, I, I so, saw yeah, it that, once that in high school. I don't remember and it super I, I, well. I I understand it has like a weird narrative structure. Like they tell the story yeah. and like backwards and all these different parts and stuff like that. I have no idea. I've never seen it. I've managed to like uh, uh, absorb the the look of the movie like i know the <laughs> characters but i i don't know anything about the the plot i've managed to stay spoiler <laughs> you just know furry. when somebody's dressed as pulp fiction for halloween yes yeah like oh pulp <laughs> fiction they'll, they'll be like yeah good for you you know it i'll be like i sure don't but i sure okay thanks dude <laughs> um but yeah so that is pitch number one pulp fiction Number two, one uh, mm. that might might be a little more personal to me. This is a time travel movie called Looper. I'm sure you guys have oh. heard of this one. I've never seen Looper. This you is written and directed Looper? by Ryan Johnson. Yeah, oh. I've never seen this one. Starring Bruce Willis, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Emily Blunt. Uh, revolves right. around present-day contract killers called Loopers. Hired by criminal syndicates from the future to terminate victims whom they send back through time. I've heard great things about this. Um, I don't really know much about it except that it's kind of a, a cult hit. Like the, the the people that have seen this have been like, this is actually really good. Like I, I wasn't expecting it to be, but it, it was a blast. Um, so Looper. A time travel film that I have not mm. seen yet. And last but not least, Melissa, we're going back to a classic. I want to see the original Godzilla. The Ooh. 1954 uh, Godzilla movie that started it all. Um I I've I've heard very very good things that this is uh that 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 this kind of original take is much more focused on uh like the 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 people and how they are affected and and the 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 terrible things that humans have done to the earth and to each uh, to one another and and stuff like that um I think also being a big comic book fan i've also like heard and and seen how like in post-war united states stuff like superheroes started to get a lot more popular mm. uh that's where you start to see like they fell into a vat of acid or he has he mm. got nuclear powers and stuff like that and it, it it was the united states being empowered by nuclear stuff right mm. whereas uh in japan you see stuff like godzilla you see stuff like all these different kaiju that uh is is more of this 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 scary situation that w is inflicted upon them because of the 
terrible things that they feel like they did or that 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 people have done to the earth right um but then i i know also down the road a, a bunch of these kaiju then kind of get flipped on its head to be like oh no 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 godzilla is our friend like he he's protecting us and stuff like mm-hmm. that so um I, I i i would just like to go back to the original one and yeah. watch that and see what it's all about so pitch number one pulp fiction pitch number two looper and pitch number three is gojira <laughs> I'm, i was i'm truly shocked you have not seen looper so we're gonna watch that one i feel like that's the most important one for you kyle specifically as a person okay there yeah the yeah. fact that you've seen brick but not looper i think is odd <laughs> yeah yeah uh sure yeah let's do it let's let's watch looper this next week then i'm all about it that'll be a good one i've heard nothing but good mm-hmm. good things good yeah things about this um besides that though melissa do you want to uh let the people know what we will be doing the week after that for our end of the month special yeah we are starting another uh monthly series where we f- watch one tv show all the way through to its conclusion you know we're going to watch season one at the end of the month and then the month after that season two then season Three? It's a three-season show, right? That's usually what September, happens after October, one and November. two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just making sure this is a three-season show and not a four-season show. I think it's three. It's a three <laughs> but, uh, one. Yeah. It's three. We're watching the HBO series <laughs> The Leftovers. Uh, and we landed on this. One, because it's a convenient length. You know, three months sounded good. Then we've got December off. And then... Uh, uh, it's co-created by Damon Lindelof, who worked on Lost, our beloved Lost. And I've heard very hey. good things about the show. I've been curious as to what it is. Yeah, I I, I don't remember if it's exactly like plane related, like Lost. No. There was a big plane. So far, there's not a plane crash. Yeah, it, it seems more like the rapture or some kind of just something like that yeah uh but yeah it's, it's um, kind of a mystery I, yeah i started watching the show i'm like three episodes in and the two i think it's two percent of the entire world population has vanished and we're in this okay. little town where uh, and it's like three years or so after that event and it's just everybody still reeling from this unexplained you know phenomenon that just took people away with no rhyme or reason and it's about the the, the, these sort of cults and religious movements that have popped up and all this you know sort of crumbling of society even like these tiny fractures that have all come up since this happened it explores that cool good stuff good stuff i'm excited Mm. to dive into season one of looper at the end of this month uh, but like we said, don't forget next week, uh, Looper is 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 In is what we season are. Season one of leftovers. There. And then yeah, Spook did, Month. Did, 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 did I? Yeah, and then Spooky Month in October. We're gonna do a bunch of horror stuff, like 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 we do. Uh, so we got exciting things c- c- coming up down the road. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it all. Melissa, where can the people find you on the internet? 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. Uh, We haven't done it yet, but we are eventually getting to Godzilla, the animated series. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. There you go. Sounds exciting. Uh, You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer. And if you guys want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So go like, share, subscribe. You guys know the deal with all of that. And we will see you next week for Looper. Bye. Bye.